play anytime, anywhere, with anyone. It's This Game Where, with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley! Hello, everybody! Welcome to... 2023! Welcome to 2023, and welcome to Sonic and Mario Month, the now-traditional thing that we started only last year, but, you know, let's go with it. Set. Uh, set in our ways. Yep. So, last year... That's what year... we want to be, isn't it? That's what we're aiming for. 20 years yeah. from now, doing the same thing. Oh, 20 years from now when we're doing, what, Sonic Riders and... Uh... It won't be called Sonic Riders. It'll be something else. I We we have to trust that they'll make lots of, of Mario and Sonic games between now and 20 years from now. Yeah, Otherwise, maybe. this format, the, this month is going to be the way of the dodo and all it's gonna that. Be it's going to be arid. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Last year, I think we kind of at cross-purposes with Sonic and Mario Month. I saw it as being just a month to play Sonic and Mario games, just to get them uh, played in, in one month. And you came at it like sort of like out the, uh, what they say, out the traps, like a, like a competition. And let's be honest, it's not a competition, is it? Uh, I thought that it was supposed to be like, let's let's decide this thing once and for all. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. And then halfway through the month, we realised, yeah, this isn't, this, this, this isn't fair. Though exactly, that is the problem. However, I think that this so this year you have asked if we can switch it up. Mix and you're it doing up. you're doing Mario games and I'm doing Sonic games. I am. Which I I mean I don't tend to like Sonic games, so that's great. Yeah, um You're welcome. But what I have done is try I've chosen the two that I think best represent Sonic, as far as I'm concerned. So we can't so, do it again next year where you do Sonic games because you will have nothing to choose from. I've played nearly all of the Sonic games. I've played nearly all of the Sonic games, so I could keep bringing them, but it'll be a parade of of terror. Yeah, it'll be like, <laughs> yeah, this one's awful. Oh, sorry, this one's awful too. Bon I hated this one when I played it. I played this one for 20 minutes and never went back to it because it was more Sonic and I'd already had my fill. Um, so yeah, that's the next five years um, in a nutshell. Well, as but you this said, year, I've got I'm, two that are pretty good. So, and I'm bringing Mario games. So I've decided to start with the Peach, and you might have recognised the the opening. Play anytime, anywhere with anyone is the slogan for the Switch. Apparently, I didn't know that, but there you go. No, I didn't know that that was the, the I slogan. Was, I thought the slogan was just there on the adverts. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, it's a better slogan, to be honest, isn't it? It is, because it, it, it sums it all up with the animation of the controllers. It's all Joy-Cons. Yeah, it's, you really it... don't need words. Nope. Well, that's a weird one, because I thought I knew which Mario game you we were going to do. So if it's the one on the one on the Switch... Well, we've done the um, one on the Switch, haven't we? Odyssey. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've year. done it. I don't know if uh, it was... It wasn't even last year, was it? I think it was the year before. Who knows? Well, let's go into it. Who know? Who knows? Who know? Yes, I'm a I'm a brain after playing it so much over Christmas. Great game, actually. We've uh, my daughter got the the Mario version of Uno for Christmas. That's that's nice. Isn't that's it? pretty cool. I've just remembered before we get stuck into stuff, Christopher. Yep. Oh um, yeah, you had to. I need to give to you a, an update. Yeah. So after last week's roundup of 2022, it was 2022, wasn't it? it yeah. Yeah. Been a long year. Yeah. Um. We were contacted by a listener, John, Jonathan, who uh, gave us his list. Oh, lovely. Of, I mean, it's pretty extensive. He's followed my, oh, uh, sort of the way I've done it. So he's what, given meandering, me... <laughs> rumbling. Shh. You're, you're, <laughs> that's not right. That's ice. not cool. Yeah, that's not a very nice way to set things out. But I'm going to, I'm going to read it out because it's actually a really cool list, I think. Okay. And... Um, mentions a few games that we didn't uh, necessarily get round to mentioning. So he starts off with his favourite games of the year. Uh, at the top of that is Chicory. Did I tell you about Chicory? Uh, I think you did. It's the it's the game where you be a painter, and me and Hannah have been yeah, playing it yeah, together. You, you showed me yours. It's all black I and did. white, and you're doing the colours and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. So that's a, that's on his list. I don't know whether this is in an order. I'm not. I don't think it is. But um, Chicory's at the top, and he says it's beautiful, elegant, fun, and lots to explore. Then on top of that, to to really go to the other end of the spectrum, he follows that up with God of War Ragnarok. That is so. That is definitely the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, um, eggs and bananas and all that, isn't it? God of War Ragnarok, incredible AAA game. Uh, Call to the Lamb, which I played as well. Did I talk to you about Call to the Lamb? I thought you said Call cool to the Lamb. Then it took me a second to process what you said. I. Can't remember. Cult. 
yeah. Cult of the Lamb. Uh, so Cult of the Lamb is a pretty cool uh, game where you go out and fight things and then bring resources back to your cult base and and build up a cult as you go. Like a bit of resource, a, a bit of management sim and um, beat them up type stuff. Uh, Vampire Survivors. Mm, everyone which is that. Yeah, so they should. I've played it even more and um, it, it just gets better for lots and lots of reasons. And Stray which is the cat game. Uh, yes, the cat game. Calling that. The cat game. Um, so that's his uh, list of top games. Cool. And then uh, to follow on from the way that I was doing things, he's actually got multiple lists. So Excellent. strap in. Okay. Uh, 20, 2023 to look forward to. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Now that's a, that's a head scratcher because he's following both of our leads in so much as that game does not come from 2023 which is the year that he's recommending it for uh but it does come to ps plus in january right and he the way that he's justified recommending it is that actually jedi survivor which is the sequel to fallen order comes out in march as well so having it come to ps plus in january means that you can get yourself ready for the sequel in march some logic i think i approve yeah, more logic than we had when oh, we were absolutely. flouting absolutely. the rules. Uh, Atomic Heart, which I vaguely have heard about, but basically is um, a Bioshock uh, sort of narrative um, action game. Not you, You're looking confused. Nope, I was waiting for more, more information. I, I've not heard this at all. Well, his uh, explanation is that it looks mad, gory, and very cool. So nice. there you go. And then Season, A Letter to the Future, which I'm going to read out what he says because I didn't know anything about this game. A very different pace of game. You will play as a young person exploring the village and area they're from. You take photos, record audio clips and make scrapbooks of the items you find. Looks really pretty and it's out in January. That sounds nice. On the basis of that description alone, I think I'm probably going to get that. So that's good. Last list. I know he's, he's eaten into our time, but you know. What can you do? It's fine. Last list. It's New Year. So again, flouting the rules. This is honourable mentions. He's he's honourably mentioning these games. I don't know whether it's for 2023 or, or 2022, but he's mentioning them in an honourable manner. Dead Cells did not come out in either of those years. No. Nope. What, what a cheeky man. He says it's a great game, but how well it's been supported over the years is really impressive. The upcoming 2023 Castlevania DLC is an exciting addition to the game, and several years later, the developers still supporting the title is an impressive feat. On top of that, Dreams. He's very interested in all the different things that people are doing on there. He tried to make some stuff, but wasn't able to do it, mm-hmm. and has recently invested in the VR uh, system for the PlayStation. Nice. And is really impressed at what the community have been able to do with that. And lastly, uh, Witcher 3, which, <laughs> I mean, he's written a great game made all PS5'd. Can't say than that. is what happened. They've put out the uh, the update, haven't they, for um, Witcher 3. So it's I've all next no gen. Well, made it all pretty in that. So, I like, I like yeah. the uh, made it PS5'd. That's nice. Exactly. Pretty good list, I'd say. Yeah. So it's... thank you ever so much for sending yeah, us that. Lovely. Cool, I'm done. Right. Sorry, derailed. First do, ten minutes. Apologies. It's fine. Do you want the people to send this in still, or, or are we moving? Are we moving on? We'd like what? I mean, if people can send in whatever they like. We we'll always try well, and within reason. No. 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 Just whatever they no, like. No. No reasons. <laughs> no. Not. It doesn't have to be within reason. We'll you know monitor the inbox. We'll yeah, we'll yeah. vet what Can't comes in. Filtered. Exactly. Yeah, we're not just going to write, read out any old horse poopy, are we? Has to be quality, but yeah, you know well, you can send it. So if you want to be like John and send in your list of twenty twenty two, twenty three, or or whatever year, apparently, then uh, then feel free to do so. We will uh, endeavour to read them out. How exciting! Let's just, let's just put actually a caveat on that. Right. Post nineteen ninety, don't send us anything pre nineteen ninety. That sounds fair. I just, think just post ninety. Best of nineteen ninety is the earliest we want you to go. Please, yeah. for our sakes. <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm going to go for it off the back of that. Yes, please. This week we're playing this game where you zoom around in space, you play around with gravity, and it's an epic adventure. I mean, there's only There's only one two. candidate. Well, Switch. There are actually one. two candidates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. So you're cheating in so much as we're playing a Wii game. 
that came to the Switch. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy. Of course, it's Mario Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, which is possibly one of the best Mario games to ever exist. And it's definitely one of my favourite games ever. So I am very. Is it actually? Angry. Yeah, ge- genuinely is. Yeah. Brilliant. But what, including the sequel? How do you feel about the sequel? I really like the sequel, but this one just it was so new and so fresh. And the sequel, the sequel is, is brilliant. And it takes these and improves on it for in a very iterative style, I should expect from Mario game. But this this was just, it was so unexpected. Yes, that's kind of in a nutshell how I feel about it as well. The sequel is fantastic. I still prefer the first one because it was completely out of, you know, everything that I could expect. It was so beyond whatever I'd been expecting. It's so, a Mario game uh, just, just ramped up so much in every single yeah. sense. That's what I like about it, it. It felt like they perfected Mario. Yep. And for the whole time between the release of Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Odyssey, mm. I didn't think it would get better or could get better than Super Mario Galaxy. Then bloody Super Mario Odyssey comes out and yeah. uh, really smashes that out of the park. That They are in a lot of ways, very similar games with similar tones, um, doing similar things, but in very different ways. This has got the bite-sized element, which I I prefer as well. Yeah. Odyssey is the... Oh, you do? Sort of like 14, 15 massive areas, whereas this, there's 42 yeah. levels to explore, and you go into them, and there's different challenges each time. So you might go into one and branch off one way, and then you go into it again, but this time you've got to branch off another way. And that's what... I, I like the... The, the small scale levels. Yeah, so I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, in fact, I do get what you're saying. I don't think Mario Odyssey blows the blooming doors off in terms of scale. It, everything's very bite sized in there as well. It just takes place in this in these much larger spaces. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I think distinguishes the two is the way those spaces work, literally in in physics terms because obviously the super mario galaxy's um sort of usp is that it all takes place on these planetoid type levels that float yep. in in space and so you've got all of these you've got these mechanics that are built around um push and pull gravitational and magnetic um yeah fields and all of that is really cool they, they don't revisit it really in odyssey so you've just got these two games Mario, uh, Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2 that that play with these mechanics in really cool and interesting ways and explore them to the nth degree yeah and then we move on to other things and that's the the, the thing I remember the, for the first time that happens in Galaxy when you're on a planetoid and then you jump and the planetoid above you kind of pulls you into its gravity and you go upside down and, and float to it just the just just a joy absolute it's joy. so good I remember people being quite brain boggled by that I think mm. my mum uh, this is possibly one of the first Mario games that she actually had a go at, and I think her brain just had a little moment, and, and then she put the controller down. Well, that's interesting because one of the one of the shticks with it while they were developing it was Shigeru Miyamoto wanted a large scale Mario game that appealed to all ages, hence the mm. level variety. Hence, you might be so like in nutritional Mario game, you go to a nice world. And all the levels are themed around ice and you've got skiddy platforms. Whereas this, you've got one level might be set in like a honeycomb type level where you've got the bee suit. Yeah, and then the next one. level might be um, set in a, a junkyard floating in space. So mm. that that variety is one of the things that they were going for. And actually, um, the game, you might remember, you might not, has six save slots. And the reason it's got six save slots is because they envisioned that families would be playing it, that, that families would be sat around watching someone playing it and yeah. another family member might think actually this is really good i want to have a go as well so they try to put six save slots to enable any permutation of family to have six individual save slots for mum dad children grandparents whatever so that they could all be at their own point within the game which is pretty cool as well yeah i think six is a bit limited if that's your if that's your goal but i i get what you're getting at yeah um i i've always just as a side conversation i've always wondered why there is this arbitrary limit of three or in this case six when actually the we probably had had plenty of space to have many 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 you could have had 30, 30. why do we have hey, 30 exactly. how strange well 30 is the perfect number as we both yeah. know so no discussion yeah we we'll just right. move on <laughs> simpatico 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I just never really understood that. I don't know if there's an actual reason other than it fills uh, the screen out nicely. Yeah, possibly. I was going to say like, so would four. memory resources, but I don't think save files are particularly big, are not they, for usually? The, not for the Wii, no. no. I mean, they can be massive. They can be absolutely huge, but not, not in Wii no. eras. Not in like, Wii save sizes. I, I, uh, you might have noticed that my brain's melting at the minute. So um, my brain, it's my eyes, Christmas, my eyes, my my words aren't working at all. God, my eyes, right. my eyes. Oh my god! No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, carry on. Move on. Move on quickly. So this is for anyone who's not aware. It's a 3D platformer. It's the 11th mainline Super Mario title. Um, it's developed and published by Nintendo. Interestingly, they went straight into developing this after 2004's Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And what what a pair of games. Yeah. Mm. What? So the people that made Donkey Kong Jungle Beat made this? Yep. Okay, cool. It was directed by Yoshiaki Koizumi, wasn't it, Chris? It was, who we recently encountered during our Link's Awakening episode. He was one of the scriptwriters on that. So, yeah, good to go from that in the early 90s to Mario Galaxy in 2007. This came out is uh, pretty cool. Yep. Now Nothing I w- to add. Move on. Now, I would have referred to my Mario book. Uh, for this, as is tradition over the last year, but uh, it's at someone's house, isn't it, Ashley? Whose house? Is it? Is it still on your uh, computer desk? Actually, no. I I oh, okay. might have given it away to charity. If you have, I'd be very impressed. Ah, oh. is it this one that's buried under all of my nonsense? Brilliant. So uh, over a month after I lent it to you, it's still just sat there. On <laughs> yes, it's it here. is that one. Yeah, I've the, the, got so many books to read. I'm the sorry. Old Jeff Ryan Super Mario Tome. So I, I've uh, I've had to use the internet uh, for for notes for this instead of that, but uh, it's fine. And as I said, I just mentioned the year 2007. It, the game Mario Galaxy was released worldwide on the Wii in November 2007. I got this on the day it came out because I was champing at the bit for this game. Did you? Um, I can't remember if I'm oh. honest. It came out. Did it come out? I can't even remember when it came out. Refresh my memory because November, I've got a story to 2007. tell. Two thousand and seven. Have you just told me that? I did tell you that just now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You asked me a question, and then my brain immediately. And then I asked you. you I told said me. I got it Has... on day one because I was champing the bit. Yeah. What What did you do? There we go. You're at speed now. And yeah, that question then eliminated everything that you said before. Right. So sorry. This is uh, good content. Right, so November 2007 is the year after the Wii came out. Yep. I got my Wii in, I think, December 2006. I can remember very vividly the circumstances around that, although I can't remember the specific date, but I know it was a Thursday. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very specific. Yeah. There are reasons that I know that. I left a friend in the snow so that I could go and get it. He was there, waiting for me at Sheffield train it. station. And the year after that, Yep, Galaxy. Everyone was trying to get a Wii, weren't they? Oh, no. And yep, we're on that still. I thought you were jumping ahead in the story to, to when you got Galaxy. Yeah. Everyone was trying to get a Wii. I don't remember exactly when I got Mario Galaxy, but my friend decided on the strength of playing Mario Galaxy that he had to get his brother a Wii for Christmas. But they were all sold out. And he was looking for months, well, I say months and months and months. It felt like that. But if Super Mario Galaxy came out in November, I again remember being sat in the train station with my friend and he had still not found a Wii. Um, And he lived in Leicester. He got home to Leicester. And that night in December, he went to the pub and some random stranger offered to sell him at a hyperinflated price a Wii with Super Mario Galaxy. And uh, he took him up on it, and it it all worked. I I think it's actually knocking about his house still. But yeah, this game was the thing that sold him on it. Cool. Other well, things. fair play to him because it is great. Yeah, that was a long old set of anecdotes, wasn't it? It was. It was. But it's okay. I'm sorry. The plot of the game, as usual, is that Peach has been kidnapped by Bowser, and you got to rescue her. However, this time, in order to do so, you got to collect 120 power stars that are scattered across the 42 levels of the game. And as I've already is said, is that it? 120. Is that really it? Oh, hmm. wow. Did I thought there were more than that. Is that again? Because Odyssey, like, was it 880 in that? Yeah, it blew, blew the doors off it all. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. But let, let's, the, stop, um, let's stop compared to Odyssey. Yeah, no, I'm not. There's no comparison. No, they're, they are clo- they're close to get... They're, they're a kid. They feel... Yeah, they feel related, but they are definitely very 
different approaches to Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the whole thing was built around being on this starship that was run yes. by Rosalina. Yeah, and it's Rosalina's to... first appearance in a Mario game, and obviously she's since yeah. been, gone on to kind of be part of the gang in, in everything. Yeah, she fit very well. Mm. Um, and the buying, uh, getting the power stars, you then put those into the reactor for the starship, which then allowed you to go um, on to the next galaxy. Yeah. And then the next galaxy and the next galaxy. And every time you popped a bunch of stars into the re- reactor, the, the star that powered this starship uh, sort of grew in yeah. intensity and color. Yeah, the, it was the, great. Like the sun thing in the middle. Yeah. And it's, it's, you've yeah. got these, these they're called observatories. In each observatory, there's six or seven of them. And each one has got a handful, like five or six galaxies. And each galaxy has yeah. then got your levels. And, and that's another thing I liked about it was how open it was that you didn't have to do challenge one two and three of this level to then go on to do challenge one two three of this level you could do challenge one of this level then go to another level then come back and do challenge two then you go to another galaxy and start doing those like it was just it's so open and i really enjoyed yeah. that approach as well that that was know, kind of the approach from mario 64 though onwards wasn't precisely. it mario's mario's really sort of introduced that idea of the openness of of non-linear non-linear progression well at this point um, 2007 i'd played mario 64 a bit uh, but not very much. I'd never played Mario Sunshine, so to me it seems because oh. the, the, the Wii was the first Nintendo console I had, so it was okay. like a completely like for me, like as a personal experience, was uh, was all very new. Yeah. Have you just uh, again? Sorry, tangent. Have Sorry. you been back and played Mario Sunshine since? Well, obviously, Mario sixty four and Mario Sunshine are both part of the three D All Stars collection. Package, yeah. Um, I started Mario Sunshine and got about a couple of hours in, and wasn't that taken with it. Yeah, I mean, you're not the only one, to be honest. Yeah. I really I, like I, it. I do feel but... intend to go back and play it fully because I don't think I gave it its due. I do want no to. One's, no one's telling you you have to. I'm no, not saying I, you I, have I want to. to. I want to because I know it's 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 for the for the uh, for the few, it's regarded as very like well, isn't it? The thing is, it was on the GameCube and the GameCube was only purchased by the few. The few million, 13 or 14 million people bought a GameCube or, or first 13, 14 million were sold anyway. Um, I do have one million of them upstairs, so there is that. <laughs> but um, the Mario Sunshine is, I think, oh, it, it is in its own way a very good entry into Super Mario and it, it makes the progression from Mario 64 to Mario... Um, galaxy make sense like it it's not this huge galaxy isn't this huge leap forward actually it's it's a very linear trajectory i feel of of improvement and consolidation on strengths from previous games um but i think your experience of it having uh, having sort of come in to nintendo consoles on the Wii, mm-hmm. um is also one that is played out across the world with every yeah almost everybody that's played Mario Galaxy because they either went from playing Mario 64, which again, when you look at the number of sales on the end of the Nintendo 64, they were pretty slim as well. You either went from playing Mario 64, probably skipped out on the GameCube and then, and then hit on Super Mario Galaxy. And it felt like this huge leap forward mm-hmm. or uh, you didn't play any of them. And this is your first big foray into uh 3d Mario. And it, it feels mind blowingly, amazing and, and that's what happened so, to me is it as we said that whole idea of the going between the, the planets it was just it was just incredible and and and, and again the and another thing i really like about it was the, the levels the fact that within them it's not the same it's not just get from point a to point b or from the start to the end you've got mm. one level might be reach a certain area one level there might be a mission you've got to maybe find all the toads or something then there's bosses then you've got the prankster comets the prankster comets are really like because of how they mixed it up so you might have yeah. to then replay a level but you're racing against cosmic mario or you might have to replay a level but you've only got one hit point and i really really enjoyed just the, the sheer variety of what you are doing within the sheer yep. variety of what you're exploring yeah, I just jumping off. Actually, it's pretty interesting at that at that point where you're saying about sort of the um, the game and how people approached it. Uh, this was actually the ninth best selling Wii game. That in itself is an, is an amazing insight into the Wii and and what sort of machine it was. Because on any other uh, Nintendo console, Mario would be far and away the best selling. I and that that is me guessing. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on that 
I haven't well, looked into it. But by March, by March 2020, this game had sold 12.8 million copies. And I was intrigued mm. looking at the fact it's ninth best selling. I thought, I wonder what the, the top ones are. Now, the top four... Wii Sports. Number one is Wii Sports, yeah. Wii Sports Resort. Wii Sports Resort is three. Right. Uh, ah, I mean, Twilight Princess top ten, but I don't think it's number two. I think Twilight Princess was ten, if I remember right. Yeah. Um. Oh, Wii Party. Wii Party was five. We Fit. I think We Fit and then with the We Fit Plus or whatever it was called. They were like um seven and eight. Yeah. Something like um, that. there's We Play as well. So we so We Play was Which five. came with a non uh, a controller. Yeah. So the n- number so I'll go through in order. So I, I didn't do all down to nine, I just did the top four. That was a fun game. So, Thank you for letting me play. You're welcome. Uh, but the top four are all games that were bundled with the Wii at different points, so you kind of take it a bit of pinch of salt. Oh, so, Mario Kart Wii. There we go. So number one number was two. Wii Sports. Number two was Mario Kart Wii. Number three was Wii Sports Resort. And then number four was New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yep. They all make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So 12.8 million copies, which is still good. Yeah, 12.8 million copies is almost the same number of uh, GameCubes that mm. got sold. So, you know, it's, it's absolute stonking numbers. I can't remember... We had this conversation last year, but the number of there are Mario games that have sold in just themselves have sold more copies than the entire catalogue of Sonic games. Do you remember that conversation? Oh yeah, yeah, and it was ridiculous, now this, wasn't it? Like, yeah, like just this, just so incredible. This isn't one of them. Twelve point eight million copies. I'm sure no. Sonic as a as a franchise has sold a lot more than that. But twelve point eight million copies for any game is um is is good numbers. Hmm. So. Yeah, um, so it's the uh, the first Mario game with an orchestral soundtrack that we talked about that before. Yes, yes, it is, and it came with a CD, mm. which I think I've still got somewhere. I'm oh, not that, sure. That'd be pretty cool if I have that. Is that a collector's item? Surely. I don't know. I haven't checked. I okay. I peruse every so often, but um, yeah, I haven't checked that out. And Koji Kondo, who uh, did the soundtrack of the first Mario game, was involved in uh, some capacity with the uh, the soundtrack as well. Interestingly, initially, they went for a Latin American theme to the music, and uh, 28 mm. tracks of Latin American-style music were composed before Ooh. they realised mm, it doesn't really fit. Then they went down this kind of sci-fi route with, like, um, what's that instrument with the where you put your hands and you get it close and then... Theremin. Theremin, thank you. Kind of that sort of feel. And then Miyamoto said, mm, no. It's got some of that in it still, I think. Well, he, yeah. But what he wanted, he wanted the orchestra because he wanted to give it that, that space feel and the grandeur and the epicness. And I, I yep. think it completely does that in spades. So I think it was yep. completely the right decision. Yep. Skyward Sword did the same thing on the Wii. Yep. It was the first orchestral Zelda game. And they were, it was the right move on both counts. I can remember the... I can't. I can't. I don't know what the actual word is, but the sting of music that plays when you start when you boot up into Super Mario Galaxy in the title screen. The, the swell. Up. Yeah, I can yeah. remember ba, as well. Ba, 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 ba. That's the one. Yeah, it's um, it, it it really just hit where it's supposed to. Like it, it's, and I, I, it's the only word that actually sprung to mind. But it's stellar. The whole soundtrack <laughs> is good. It's stellar. Cool. I know that sounds like I prep that but i really didn't no it was good well uh confession time i played it a little bit this afternoon fine uh for reasons i'll explain in a bit and when you get a power star the music that plays for that is really like you just feel like you're king of the world or queen of the world it's 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 yeah i vaguely remember that one as well i the whole the whole thing that the the quiet moments. So we're talking about the bombast of the soundtrack, but actually the quiet moments are great as well. And mm. what I said about the starship, the music that plays on that is real soft. I, and, I, can, um, I can play it in my head as, as you're talking. It's, uh, it's I, lovely. I don't think I ever did sit around with it just playing on in the background, but I would very happily have done so because mm. it's just that that relaxing, that great. Well, you've got the CD, so hear. you could do so if you wanted. Incidentally, the Wii, just the sounds of the Wii more than any other console and this is really saying something more than any other console hit me in a place like a a nostalgic sentimental place like no other that hearing the music from the like the little shimmering sound from the Wii menu and and then the jaunty nonsense of the Wii shop 
and and everything in between or the games that the and the soundtracks of the games as well it's just this really beautiful canvas of of sound and really moves me in in ways that other other eras don't and the orchestra of these games added to that as well then absolutely yeah Yeah. it it wouldn't have been i'm sure they would have come up with something absolutely insanely good in the absence of an orchestral soundtrack, but I think that the music here is um, top. As I've, as I said, it's just another part of this package that just adds up to, to being so incredible. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that we actually seems like a good time to mention the fact that it's also got the motion controls, which I was initially worried would be a bit gimmicky, but it's it's done so well. So you've got the Wiimote in your right hand, if you're right-handed, and you point at the screen and then this little blue cursor appears called the star pointer, and you scan it over and little star bits appear, these little colour bits of stars, and you collect them. And what you can then do with them is if you collect 50 of them, you uh, get an extra life, but you can also, you can press the Z trigger on the bottom of the Wiimote to fire them at enemies. Now, the reason they yep. did that was there, there were concerns that translating mario into a 3d game where you've got the camera moving around and the point of gravity move around so it might be quite difficult for players to jump onto enemies so they tried to soften that as much as possible number one was adding the spin attack so mario has a spin attack which you do by flicking the wiimote quickly and that's then any enemies that are within a radius they of that spin attack then kind of fall on their head which means they're then easy prey for you to jump on them but the star pointer firing star bits you can also use those to fire them at enemies and stun them again mm. to make it easy for you to jump on them yeah uh, interestingly um i found out that the star bits are um called compato which is a type of japanese sugar candy and oh, okay if you look if you google compato so that's k-o-n-p-e-i-t-o they are exactly they are star bits in color in shape in everything so um, I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Oh, yes. They remind me of something that we used to have, and I can't remember the name of them. But I thought they looked familiar We used to have a similar well. suite to that. I can't remember the name. Never yeah. mind. Uh, so, cool, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the power-ups in the game, they introduced a few new ones. So there's a bee, a, a bee mushroom that you get, and then Mary gets a bee suit, which allows limited flying. There is a spring, which means you can bink, ping around the levels uh, really high and there's also there's a, a ghost mushroom that allows you to turn into a into a boo and there's levels where mm. you, you float around you can float through things now i thought we mentioned it a few times already it reminded me looking back at that about mario odyssey because i think it's the first time where mario turns into one of the characters from within the games and obviously mario odyssey that's one of the main things of that so it felt to me like a bit of a precursor of that mm, yeah m- maybe yeah I remember being the, the the point at which you turned into a boo, thinking it was so cool, the fact that I was being a boo in a Mario game. Yeah, I really liked the bee suit as well. I thought that the bee was really good. You could see it as, you could see that this might well have been a springboard. I'm just trying to think of Super Mario Sunshine and whether there was any of that in there, but I can't think that there was. I think it was fairly, because it was built all around the backpack, yeah. the wet, the water, yeah. the water gun. Um, I don't think you did have that. Uh, there was a very so, limited, yeah, good, good point. Very limited two-player mode where one person controlled Mario and the other person basically controlled the, the star pointer and could fire star bits at, at uh, enemies and, and such like, which was yeah. obviously very limited, but still pretty fun. Two, uh, player two. It's a player two thing, isn't it? Just, yeah. ER, just look after this just, controller. Just do that. Yeah. Point at that. Oh, you're so important. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. Yeah. Wouldn't have finished that without you. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I do remember my, my wife's cousin having this game and there was a challenge he was really struggling with and we went into two-player and I can't remember, it was two purple coins in a level and in two-player mode it was significantly easier. So You could, if I remember rightly, actually grab hold of and keep it, hold in place enemies with the second player. So, yes, you can, you're right, yeah. And you can also grab hold of things. So there was like these weird sticky, spiky flowers that you grabbed hold of as player one and you pulled them back and they let go and they sprung forward into into enemies so you could do all of that stuff as well as second player so it's not quite as limited as as um i've made out yeah but it's it's hardly like playing the game with with it's not really it's a similar thing to cappy where you're flying cappy around and i i do think given where we've been in the past with mario games and and you know like super mario 3d world where the 
the multiplayer version is a fully fledged multiplayer version. I'm not really sure what holds them back from doing that in the bigger adventure uh, Processing power? Well, even if it was just a case of, as I said in the past, Super Mario Brothers onwards um, all had alternate alternate plays, didn't they? True. Like you would play as Mario and then your second player would play as Luigi. There's... I don't see any reason why they couldn't implement something like that. But, you know, there we go. Well, again, that, that's a nice springboard into kind of... I'm going to do a really quick, really... Because I'm very aware of the time. Really quick, really potted history of uh, the development of Mario Galaxy. Um, have you mm. heard of Mario 68? Mario 68. Have you heard One of Super eight. Mario 128? Yeah, it was yeah. a tech demo. Yeah, well, it was a tech demo from 2000 that showed off the GameCube's yeah. processing Lots power. and lots of Marios. Lots, lots of Marios, 128 of them, all on a spherical planet, and it there was spawned. Mm. It was if it was first one Marrow, and then two, and four, and and, and all that. Uh, but confusingly, it was also the code name for the sequel to Super Mario 64. So within yeah. Nintendo, there were two things being worked on, both called Super Mario 128. And um, but essentially during development, Super Mario 128 ended up being too much. They had the scope for it was far too much, and what they did was they skimmed off different gameplay elements to put them into mm. into different games so the idea of multiple versions of the same character ended up being pikmin yeah all right the the physics for super mario 128 then ended up being used for metroid prime 2 ah and the idea of walking around a sphere ends up obviously being super mario galaxy but also being used yeah. for twilight princess as well did it? Apparently. Walking around a sphere? That's I can't, what... That doesn't ring a bell, but that okay. doesn't mean it doesn't doesn't it's happen. Iron boots, anti-gravity walking. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole dungeon that has him walking up walls and things. Okay. But it's not, you, you, if you played if you played that and played Mario Galaxy at the same time, I'm not sure that you would feel the similarities. It's, you wouldn't okay. realise that they were birthed from the same place. Fair enough. Um. And, and in development, once they kind of decided, right, this is what we're going to go for, the the, the sphere walking, the, those two elements we talked about already, the spherical platforms, the planetoids, and the gravity playing about with, those were the two things that became the, the key design concepts for Mario uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Um, mm. And interestingly, what Nintendo then did in Smash Bros. Melee on the GameCube was that there was a battle stage called Mario 128 or 128 Marios, and you, you start off this battle, and then 128 Marios appear and start attacking you, and you have to go th- get through them or, or sorry them wh- or where is that on, so, on smash on Brothers. smash bros melee on the gamecube huh i've uh, got that one and i don't remember that yeah. being on there so yeah interesting the, the i'll have to have a look um one of the things they did for this as well was in 64 and sunshine mario had eight bars of health and they reduced that for mario galaxy down to three because they wanted to make the game a lot more intense and then to balance that they then increased the number of checkpoints they increased the number of one-up mushrooms there were and then as i've already mentioned they made it easier for you to get your life back so if you get 50 star bits you get extra life getting coins by jumping on enemies uh, coins are the things that increase your health back Mm. up here as well as being uh, your sort of currency as in most mario games but um, no, they're not currency in this, ignore that bit. Um, but those are the things that you get your health back. So if you use your spin attack or fire star bits, jump an enemy, you get a coin, and then that will increase your health back from two back to three. So it, it does make it more intense, but I feel, having played it a bit this afternoon, it, it is it is fair. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, okay, so a couple more notes then before we go into actually playing the game itself then. Uh, the development team was 100 people. Um, how long to beat rates the game as 14 hours, but to 100% is 36 and a half hours, which I think is probably more akin to what I did. Um, I feel like I played it a lot longer than that. Well, I, I thought that as well, but then I, I kind of was thinking about how I played it. So if we go back to what I said about 20 minutes ago, about there being 120 power stars in the game, when you collect all 120 power stars, do you remember what happens? Mm, no. It changes to Super Luigi Galaxy. And really? Yes. And you play through the whole game again as Luigi. I thought that was the number t- I thought that was the second game. No, it's de- definitely 100% this Is it? one because okay. because Luigi has a higher jump but he also has mm. this thing where when you run slippery. towards it it's slippery exactly. Yeah. And I played through the whole game again because of how much I loved it. I played through it again as Luigi and oh. found it really difficult because of that slipperiness of it. And it was a little bit, um, kind of left a bit of a sour taste in the mouth afterwards. But the reason oh, is, 
they 120 as Mario, then it gets 120 stars as Luigi. Once you've got those 240 stars, it then unlocks the grand finale galaxy, which enables you to get the 241st star of power star. And that is really, really, really hard. Yeah, there's a tradition of doing that, isn't there? There's the yes. darker side of the moon yeah, on yeah, exactly, Mario Odyssey exactly. that drove me nuts. Yeah, well, I managed to do this, the Grand Finale Galaxy, so I 100%ed this game, which I was very, very proud of, but it was it was, uh, it was, was hard. Well done. Thank you, I that's all I wanted, know... was some congratulations. Oh, well, you deserve it. I didn't know that it existed, so mm. that's something to look into, isn't it? I don't think I'll be, honestly playing this twice through just so i can get another really <laughs> well, hard star your reward for for doing it with the game was you unlocked two pictures that could be sent to the wii message board so if other people went on your wii they you could post this picture on the wii message board to say hey look look family look what i've done i've done this so that was was cool beautiful none yeah. of my family would have cared <laughs> i was the only person Wouldn't playing my wii known. so uh it was completely yeah. a moot point yeah wouldn't have even looked at the message board anyone else on my we so uh, we talked about how good the game is um it is the sixth highest rated game of all time on metacritic at the time of recording with 97 out of 100 based on 73 reviews and the website game rankings which closed in 2019 at the point of closing it was their highest rated game so yeah, it, it deserves to be well thought of it mm. definitely does it gets a little bit when you when you think about how many thousands of games exist it gets a bit crazy at the top there in the in that old top 10 or top 50 or top hundreds uh, and yeah so I n- find number it very six difficult. It, it really it really number six is it? yeah number six is fantastic and if it was number 50 it would be fantastic yeah um yeah and that you know different strokes and all that so number number six and number one was a difference absolutely so tonight are you playing on the wii yeah Oh, he's showing me his pink Wiimotes and white nunchuck. Cool. I'm playing on the Switch. I've got my Switch right here next to me. Now, I mentioned I've been playing this afternoon. What I started in March last year, March 2022, last year, it feels strange saying last year now, I started playing Mario Galaxy and I played it for about two hours and then uh, then Lego Star Wars appeared on the scene. So it completely dominated my 2022, as I talked about. So what I'm going to do tonight um, in a bit of a change with tradition is I'm going to just carry on that save and just so I'm going to be playing a different bit of the game to you, um, and I, I, I played a bit this afternoon just to re-familiarise myself with the controls. But uh, I managed to collect a couple of power stars on the way. Um, spoiler alert: it's great. How many stars have you got at the moment? I'm only on seventeen, so I'm not that far into it. Okay, so I've got a chance of catching you up. Potentially, is it that, won't that... happen. But that's my challenge. <laughs> okay, There's my cool. challenge. Well, right, let's, let's get uh... to it. Well, what an absolute delight that was. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. not helping you out. No. Come on. I've, I've got Get no- it going. I've got nothing bad to say. It's, it's one of those delightful games we've had. We've had a few recent, like Spyro and Link's Awakening and that, where there's just nothing bad to say. And this is another one. It, it's, it's, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. Yeah. Mario games tend to deliver that. And it doesn't matter where they come from in the old timeline they're always generally very good yeah have uh, have we played one and had anything bad to say ever a mario game uh mario's yeah. missing does that count oh yeah i suppose we did play that that was really bad yeah but that wasn't a an end joint was it no who was it that made us play that i don't remember someone bad someone bad <laughs> right okay <laughs> i i mean that's fine because I'm pretty sure it was someone you know. So uh, <laughs> if that's your summation of whoever it was, so th- this has got the it's got the gameplay. Uh, we talked about the music. It's got the visuals as well. It's just it's got everything about it. Uh, what, what should we what should we draw down into first? Yeah, really, honestly, don't know because it's always harder when there's nothing bad to say, is there? Because like, yeah, it when, is. When you've got something that you can say, this is not great, and then you can talk about why it's not great. 
when the, when everything's good and you for a start we've already detailed everything that was going on in the game in the first half so now we're just gonna be like yeah that thing that we mentioned in the first half that was good stands up and so on let's talk gameplay first like i i i went into it i think i had 17 power stars at the point at which i started playing and i was enjoying the fact that in the observatory which is the second group of galaxies i was in is the variety we talked about the first half a bit but i, I did i did a junkyard level then i did a level where it was all disappearing platforms which was really nice because it was just it was quite quite taut and, and challenging then i did a galaxy a, a level was all about slingshots and i had to have this really precision aiming of going between because if i fell I, if i missed sorry i fell down into a black hole that was beneath and i really enjoyed the uh nail biting aspect to that and i got really close to the end and failed and did the no which was pretty cool uh, and then i did a speedster comet which one of the ones where i had four minutes to complete a level or i previously completed and I did that with 28 seconds to spare. And again, I really enjoyed the challenge that that gave. So it was just, it was just always different gameplay styles, always different levels. Boom, boom, boom. It, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because I was in a slightly different position to you, I was starting from the beginning. And the I, I actually only ended up playing the first two galaxies alongside all of the sort of introductory mm. elements that you go through as well. And the first two... The first two galaxies actually threw up some reasonably nice surprises in so much as when, I, and I actually said this one to you while we, were talk, while we were playing, but whenever I think of my galaxy, I think of quite sort of elongated pathways mm-hmm. that you're following and that all of the levels tend to be spread out across a long path. Uh, whereas Beehive Galaxy, which is the second one, and also the introduction to the bee, the bee suit, um, is quite tall as well as being spread out. And even with things that are, and I, I wasn't, I was quite surprised to find that uh, verticality mm. in in my galaxy. It's something that I associate with certainly associate with Mario 64 I associate it as well with Mario Odyssey but with Mario Galaxy not so much so to we, see it in the second level was uh, was a surprise you have those big cliffs and it, on, on those the, the swings that you go on you have to go left right left right and then flick at um, the right point and then use the beam Mario to kind of at the apex of the jump get that extra height and also get to the platforms I certainly didn't do that one. That's that probably a star been... later yeah, in in the same galaxy. But it, the first star is you have to find your way to the bee queen, the hive queen, whatever you call her. Queen, queen. bee. The qu- Thank you. There we go. Um, you have to find your way to them and then find Toad at the end, at the very end. Um, but you find, there's like a tree and there's a, a mountainy type thing and you pass through the mountain and then you go shooting off somewhere else um so it's still it's still got like that strung togetherness that you associate that i certainly associate with galaxy but but it does also have this height to to that level as well uh, linked to that actually one thing i did really enjoy was the the sense of geography that the galaxies had so in, in the junkyard galaxy i was in for example i'd be shooting from one star to another bit of the level and in the distance you might see a planetoid that i've already explored as part of a previous power star and i really enjoyed that sense of linking the whole thing together and equally with the geography yep. as well there was some lovely sort of linking to the galaxy theming if you fell down for whatever reason there'd be a black hole that would suck you in and i realized that as an effect and also just that how pretty it looked as well with all these sort of stars dotted around it as well yeah the the, the geography point is an interesting one because again that's something that i feel was seeded in super mario sunshine so in terms of uh things that are sort of p- steady progress over multiple steps and multiple games that's definitely one of them so super mario sunshine's um geography was all based around this one island delfino mm-hmm. and if you look out to sea, just one example, there is a stage that you can get to that is a, a all sort of amusement park, theme park type thing with a roller coaster. And you can actually see that out if you look out in a certain direction oh, okay. on the island. Um, and I think there are other yeah. elements of that as well in the game. So, yeah, you, you, um, you're talking about something that maybe st- sort of started there and fruited here. 
Well, you talk while we were playing, actually, linked link to that, I guess, that the fact you, you could see the progression from 64 through to Galaxy, the fact that you got the levels and the exploration within that. But then you could, or then you said about how Sunshine, you felt kind of linked to Odyssey and then Odyssey maybe pulls on yeah. Galaxy a bit as well. Well, I, I think I outlined some of that thinking in the first half and the idea that, that my Galaxy was a huge upheaval for Mario is actually maybe not quite as true as um as we might think mm-hmm. because there are these strings that that run straight from Mario Galaxy uh, so, straight from Mario 64 through Sunshine into Galaxy it all makes very logical sense and and then when we were playing one of the things that I uh, was sort of thinking through is actually how Mario Galaxy kind of feels like a reaction to the response that Mario Sunshine got in in that um, Mario Sunshine tried something actually quite new and different in that it had, talking of geography, it had this um, sort of in integrity to its geography and this idea that it was one single space that you were navigating. Even when you were going into smaller stages, you were still, those stages were part of this, gr- this larger unified space. Um, and then... Sunshine got a bit of a mauling from uh, people that played it. And Nintendo traditionally are thought of as quite a conservative company who nonetheless make quite innovative products. This is kind of, to me, it kind of is borne out in the Mario series in so much as um, Mario Sunshine does this new thing with geography, uh, with the unified space, with a sandbox style uh, approach. Just on one small space. Yep. And then... And then it gets a bad a bad rap, and they in- instantly, next game they bring it back to what had worked before Mario sixty four these these single stages that um, you could explore and had different challenges in each one. Um, I, obviously, something that also Sunshine's stages had as well. Um, but then you start to see as as we go forwards from here, you, you go to. Mario 3D World. Mario 3D World, I think people liked Mario 3D World, yeah. but there was still there was again this narrative, this idea that actually it was it was starting to feel a bit stale. Mario was a bit stale. They were doing the same things over and over again. And the response to that was Mario Odyssey. So they've taken this it almost paints this picture of of Mario games actually being quite reactionary and again, that's something that Nintendo isn't Nintendo, you you can paint it one of two ways. You can say reactionary or you can say responsive um, to feedback. And Nintendo aren't generally considered to be all that responsive to feedback. Um, So, you know, it's surprising to see or to be able to maybe see See across these four games. Yeah, to to see the direct response of... Mario uh, of Nintendo to people's concerns and quibbles um, about about different about previous Mario games then result in them sort of in this case shying away from innovation mm-hmm. and returning to what had worked before yeah. and then having to a few games later re-embrace that same innovative uh, outlook that that they that they abandoned in favour of 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 what happened with my in my galaxy. Well, uh, just... I hope I've got across what because I said to you, one, my brain is melting again. It's one of those days, and I'm really concerned that I didn't, I just didn't get that across. It's fine. It'll all come out in the wash, won't it? Uh, well, let's move well, on. That you've said about a few times about innovative there, and one thing that I remember there being a bit of a when the game came out, people had been a bit sceptical about was the, the integration of the Wiimote, the fact that you have to point at the screen, the fact you have to yeah. you have to flick the Wiimote to make Mario do certain things, like the spin uh, attack um, on, on the Wii version, on, on the Switch version, is mapped to buttons, but you can flick to do it alternatively. Interesting, actually, playing on the Switch version tonight, I'd started off pressing the buttons to make him spin and then just defaulted to doing the flick of the wrist. And that's yeah. the point I'm making is that the integration of the Wiimote, the way you use the Wiimote to control Mario, is so intuitive. It's no different to pressing a button. And it, it's actually easier because you could be pressing a button and then flick at the same time rather than having to yes. press two buttons with two different fingers. It's 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 so easy to control them. It's a delight. 
Exactly. And actually, I think... So I spent an episode, at least, uh, defending the one-to-one controls of Skyward Sword. Yeah. And I I think everything that I said there... I don't really remember what I said, but I can imagine what I did say. Everything in relation to that game and its one-to-one controls, I think, still applies. However, at the same time, I do think that one of the best utilizations of motion controls isn't to create this one-to-one experience of wielding a sword or fighting a fire with a a hose or whatever thing they tried to wedge jam in to to the Wii uh the peripherals yeah the Wii the Wii and its controls um I actually think augmentation of traditional controls is the absolute it's just the perfect way to use motion controls it doesn't require um a huge deal of uh thinking to to do it doesn't it doesn't require bending a whole game around uh, and a whole theme and a whole concept around the controls you just need to think about how you can use those controls to to do what you already do well yeah and this is a perfect example of how they do that. And actually, again, progression-wise, when you look at how Mario, when you look at how Mario Odyssey uses um, motion controls to create this very deep, well, I think very deep for Mario uh, control scheme, that that you can be brand new to Mario, brand new to three D platforming games, and still just intuitively get on really well with. Um, that's what people were missing in the Wii area. It was this straightforward, simplified approach to augmented traditional controls. Mario Galaxy, though, does it with a plum. There are some levels, none that I've played tonight or, or during my playthrough so far, but there are some levels where you have to use the Wii mode in certain ways. There's one where, about Super Monkey Ball, where Mario's on top of a, a sphere and you have to hold the Wii yeah. mode straight up and to control him. And then there's another one where you have to hold it horizontally, a bit like Skyward Sword, actually, where he's on the back of a bird and you have to swoop it left and right to get through. Now, I remember yep. those being a bit... Uh, not that they, they weren't enjoyable, but they, they, they felt a bit like it was using the Wii for the sake of using the Wii and it, mm. I also thought it was quite generous of Nintendo to just have them as I think they're only in the game once maybe twice and that's it rather than hinging the whole game around it or as you said trying to shoehorn them in around the Wii it just feels that that sense of novelty that Nintendo do so with, well with Mario games here's an idea you're going to play it through once and now we're going to move on to the next thing yeah when you say a bird do you mean the dinosaur that you surf on I'm sure there's a flying one as well there might well be. I think there's a dinosaur, and I think there's also a manta ray, and they both sort of there's, go there's swimming a, through the. Yeah, there's definitely a manta ray, but I'm sure there's a bird. I remember like sort of cliffs and like Pro- a jungle probably kind of is. scene. Right. Okay. Don't remember that one myself, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, also mentioned in the first half how good the music is and again playing through it the music is just great these little orchestral swells especially for me it's when you start to level or when you get a power star they're, they're so emotive and and inspirational yeah that i i think i already said this in the first half but it really conjures up a very specific point in my life and i it served as the backdrop for my end pretty much my entire time at university and um, that that and guitar hero good um, pair of games yeah exactly well when i say that and guitar hero, the that there is the Wii. yeah like we we were playing the Wii. i was certainly playing the Wii for the whole time that i was at university and beyond um which is obviously already quite a an emotive and formative moment but this is the the, the music of it is the backdrop to that entire time um and it didn't disappoint today it took me it took me right back chris it took me all the way back all the way back to 2007 i was right there and yeah even to the point where it kind of felt like i'm sat in a chair i'm sat in an office chair right now but i kind of got this feeling of being uh sort of slouched up against the the back of my bed yeah Yeah. the the uh what do they call that thing? The headboard. Yeah. Slouched up against the back of my headboard. Or or in, in halls, I was actually, it was up against the wall. My bed was against the wall. And I was, yeah, uh, up against the wall. 
So it really yeah, took anyway, you back there. I, you don't need to know where I played the Wii. <laughs> I, I uh, it's, very, it's probably very boring. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think you've kind of got the picture uh, of how how much we enjoy the game, how much we rate the game. So there's, there's, uh, you know, we we could we could wax lyrical about it a lot longer, but we're not going to. It's great. The end. So it's probably there's. It, let, let's be honest. There probably is a heck of a lot more. Oh, that could be said. Definitely. But, um yeah there's no we're aware of time and we're trying to keep it relatively tight after the first half being uh being so information heavy just the second half being yeah it's great Uh, exactly yeah there you go yeah i wasn't going to launch into anything chris although i realize i'm wasting time now (laughs) talking about not wasting time and i'm doing it as well so i'm going to go straight into the next point you're trying really hard to drag us away from this bit but (laughs) you're bringing us us back (laughs) kicking us back to what what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Super Mario Galaxy 2, released in May or June 2010 worldwide, depends on where you live around the world. I got Super Mario Galaxy 2 um, four days early from Shop 2, and I remember feeling like king of the castle. Oh, Shop 2. The early days of Shop 2 yeah. were mad. I didn't jump on that till quite a, a long while after, and actually it probably was you getting Mario Galaxy 2 early that made me go, huh, probably should try that, shouldn't <laughs> it I? It probably was, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, obviously, the, the whichever Friday it was, it, I got it on the Tuesday, and I, I, yeah, amazing. Um, original, we're talking about today, Super Mario Galaxy, released on the Nintendo Select range in 2011. Um, it was ported to the Wii U eShop in 2015, and Nintendo did some, a deal with NVIDIA for the Shield tablet, which I'd never heard of before, and Mario Galaxy released on NVIDIA's Shield tablet in China in 2018 with a few kind of changes because of it being a, a tablet. I didn't know that, but China's got that very special, uh, well, very, I, I say that in air quotes, very special relationship with consoles and gaming in so much as for a long time it was illegal. And yeah. they had to go through very specific channels and loopholes to get it into the country. So... Um, I imagine it was something along those lines at the time. Potentially, yeah. And then finally, obviously, we talked about this already in the first half, I've mentioned as well, um, the game released on the Switch in 2020 as part of Super Mario 3D All-Stars alongside Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, which at the time of recording is the only place you can actually get it. And Mario 3D All-Stars, they did that weird thing where they um, sort of released it for a limited time and actually you can still buy it at a fairly decent price sort of 40 quid or so can you yeah i was yeah. looking at uh, just before christmas and it was I, I the only one i found was about 68 70 pound oh okay well to be fair i looked about two or three months ago so that must have happened in the last few months might it just might be just christmas mark or maybe something. but yeah it, it's it's one of those unfortunate uh things that it's the disney vault thing yeah you're trying where to things come in and out interest. Of, yeah scare, uh, what's it uh manufactured scarcity i've not heard that phrase incidentally but that's a good phrase mm, well it was banging it, it was knocking around that phrase around 2006 uh latter half of t- latter end of 2006 um you're looking confused but the we right well I, okay fair enough that makes sense yeah the 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 we was hard to get for a long long time and um it wasn't anything to do with touts or scalpers or whatever as we as we struggle with now it was more that nintendo well, Nintendo say that they just didn't see it coming, but actually, uh, the i they they've been a bit of a bugger for manufactured scarcity, right? Okay, in the past, so people were kind of thinking it was that. You you, uh, you pulled a face when I said it's the only place you can get it. Are there other places? You should yeah, get? yeah. So actually, the place that I would recommend anyone to go for this, if they are only particularly interested in this game, is. A second-hand place and get yourself a Wii. That's fair enough. I guess. Honestly, it's it's probably the cheap. It's probably going to be cheaper to do that than it is to get it to get us, uh, to get this game on the Switch. Even if you've got a Switch, you're probably still going to get it cheaper um, via second-hand routes. And the last time I bought a Wii, it was twenty-two pounds with oh, the, with everything. Ironically, after so, that manufacturer scarcity, fourteen, fifteen years ago. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was a very reasonably priced console in at the time. It anyway, was, yeah, seventy nine ninety nine, um, which was very good, even for the time. But uh, yeah, twenty two quid. That was CEX. I, you know, not not particularly fussed about where you go, but if you if you are after this game in particular, then get get yourself a Wii. There's no better way to, to play it really. And quite honestly, you should be after this game because it's a peach. 
Cool. It's a peach. Lovely stuff. Thank you for that. At the end, uh, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Well done. Um, thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> that was that was so patronising. I've never. That was that was year f- teacher talking to a year three student. Uh, <laughs> levels of patronising. Good stuff. Well I done. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, if you well if, done, everybody. Well done, class. All right. If you've enjoyed it, please remember to join us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And like, share, subscribe, rate, and review as well, please. Yeah. Thank you uh, sincerely for sticking to the end. Sincerely. It was sincere, that one. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.